Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of Soccer City with Falaba and Jirin Lali. As usual, Soccer City is the hub for your sport news, especially football, whereby we discuss transfers, we discuss weekend highlights, we recap action from the weekend, all in the world of football, especially the top European leagues. So it's glad to have you on the fourth episode. And as usual, once you hear this, it's going to be great. Just stream and repost. Very good. So tonight I'll be having a guest on seat. He's not new to the show. He was here for the very first episode and it was a great one with him. All of you can testify. So I have with me Elmo Relayo Bay. He's here again for the fourth episode, as I said. So Relayo, good to have you here. Good evening. Good evening, Michael. Hello, everyone. I'm pleased to be on the uh, show for the second time in a matter of weeks. And yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Elio, as usual, it's always nice having you here. We're going to be discussing football. You ready? Yeah, for sure. Okay, now, so, I remember very much last week, I don't know if you got to see it posted on Twitter and Instagram, the racist abuse it got from a 12-year-old kid that was revealed by the West Midland police. It was before the match against Aston Villa and the guy claimed to be to be an Aston Villa fan, rather. And it sent threats to Zaha that he better not score against his team or else he's going to hurt him or do some stuff with him. So, with all the protests on Black Lives Matter and the likes, I've seen Premier League stand against racism at all times. Do you really think that has an effect on curbing racism? Because even at, at that, I've still seen players like Raheem Sterling, Wilfred Zaha and so many others being abused racially. What do you think the Premier League can do? I personally, beyond the Premier League's power, I think people need to do more for themselves. People need to, to raise their children in a way that they don't notice anything such as color when they see a fellow human being. People need to need to enlighten themselves. The, to him, maybe he's a little boy, 12 years old. Maybe he was just trying to put Zaha off. His, his words were, you better not score today, you black cunts. Um, or I'll come to your house and, and do something with a mask. Then he, he doesn't, maybe to him, he was just trying to put him off. It was just fun to him, but it means a lot more. For you to call your fellow human being, you had to be, you had to be precise with the, with the color, color part. You had to say he's black. You had to put him off in that way. I think people need to do more. It's more of a systematic thing. People need to do more and bring their their children up in a way that they don't they don't when they when you look at your fellow human being you don't see him in 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 a different way from you that you see him you see he's black that's the first thing that comes to your mind because his 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 skin tone is darker than yours okay okay that's that's okay that's actually very spot on okay i remember vividly around the the beginning of the year i think that was 2018 west ham on the search for new players and as at then, I think the communications manager at West Ham made a statement that they didn't want any African player because they are known in quotes to cause mayhem. In the end, this man was fired. That was a strict punishment from the club. You know, nowadays in the Premier League, clubs try to dissociate themselves from any form of racism once they find out that any of their colleagues, players, staff, or the fans 
practice something related to racism, they tend to fire them or take serious action. Do you think the Premier League needs to step up their action? Like for instance, you know, we've seen fans get live banned. I've seen them banned for some couple of years. Do you think prob- probably they can maybe take these fans to... I don't even know if there's any law set up in the UK like that a, a racist can be prosecuted for. Very well, yes. You can prosecute... The, the states the state prosecutes you for being racist so you can't just you, and they need to do more um you know in the stadiums people racially abuse fans and they, they just go away with it squad free although they have police investigations but really do they do they really get anyone to put uh, to put to justice so they need to do more um maybe i'm not i, I don't really it would be really hard to pinpoint someone calling racially abusing a person orally uh, in a stadium with over, over 20,000, 30,000 people it's really hard to, put, to track someone down. So people, the fans themselves need to do more too. When someone then when you spot someone doing something like that you need to point him out, okay, it was this guy it was this guy, you help with the investigation and it makes the whole thing easier for the, the, the appropriate authorities to prosecute these people. Okay, well, I well said. Okay, you didn't get to play football professionally, but what effects does racism have on the psychology of a player on field? Does he like how well does he go in affecting their performances? Imagine yep. someone like Lionel Messi was black or Cristiano Ronaldo was black. Do you think the racist abuse they get will be a roadblock to their successes? Probably. You you see a lot of players. Maybe was it? Was it even players themselves don't support themselves that much? There was, I think, um, Moise Keane had had this goal for Juventus last season. Then after yes. after after he scored, his own fans, uh, I think, was it for Juventus or for Italy? His own fans racially abused him. And instead of Cellini or Bonucci, I'm not sure which one of them to, to step up, to step up and back him. It was like it was also his fault. It was also what what does a man have to do to get racially abused? Was it? The whole thing is just, it's just, it's just sad, really, and I don't think it's going to get any better soon. We, we really hope it gets better. It's really, really hope for the sake of football and the love of it. Because many, uh, we've heard rumors of players like um, Mario Balotelli trying to claim that all blacks should leave Europe and go back to their natives to develop their leagues or something like that. I don't really know how true that is. But for the time being, people like Mario Balotelli have really, really suffered when it comes to the free, full, free front of racism. And hopefully FIFA is working on it, the Premier League, the leagues, the European leagues and everywhere in the world. We all stand against racism. So soccer city stands against racism as usual. So what are your quick recap of the Premier League action that went through this week? The Premier League is a bit rounding off. We have two more games to go and it's been so hot that <laughs> major teams fighting for Europa, um, European sports and relegation places are so heated. Currently, you know how the table stands. It's been really tough for each team. Then I'll be reading out the table to you and We'll be giving predictions and we'll be analyzing actions that went down this week. So yeah. for fans trying to listen, they will get to know okay which team is going to go for Champions League. And <laughs> well, I are doing this with zero bias. <laughs> are we cool? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to be biased. You are the biased one. I'm, I'm going. To... <laughs> you know, no, no, you can. Okay, let's let's see let's see about that. People will get judged. So. Of course, Liverpool are champions. 93 points for them, but they can't make the 100 points mark anymore. 
they can't. So Man City 75 points, Chelsea in third place 63 points, Leicester fourth place 62 points, Man United. Man City and Liverpool really they had nothing to do to, to really play for since the restart. Everyone already knew uh, were going to be champions. Uh, City was already going to was they were always going to finish second. The only thing the, the, this this is like the business end for the teams trying to make the Champions League uh, places, the Europa League places, and it's crappy down the table too for the teams that are going to try and avoid relegation. They're still it's still it's still not done yet. Um, I think Aston Villa and Bournemouth and Watford. Yeah, West yeah, Ham, yeah. Ham, West Ham got everything today, so maybe I think that, that the three points today might just do it for them. But I think it's still not done yet between Watford, West Ham and Bournemouth. Okay. Um, you made the mention of something that before the restart, Liverpool and Man City really didn't have anything to play for. Yeah. Okay. Did you see Leicester City losing their way from third place? This it's been so deep. I think they were they were above Chelsea at the beginning of the restart with about seven or eight points, and suddenly they've just dropped been level of point with my United. What do you think is the factor of this downfall? This isn't the first time we're seeing something like this happen to a Brenda Rogers team. We saw something similar in the was it 13 14 season when when the, the the famous Gerard Slip was was uh, cost them the title and all. We we didn't really expect them to drop this much points. They were ahead of United with I think 14 points in when before United signed Bruno Fernandez and now they are level on points. They were ahead of Chelsea with over eight points, I think. Now Chelsea is ahead of them. And so we, we, we didn't really see this coming for them, but it's, it's sad that, that that they had to drop that many points. And the their remaining fixtures are looking tough for them. They they played they play sports next week. Then from uh their, their last game is going to be against United. And I don't see them winning two of those games. Wow, wow, wow. Before okay, the the match they played this week. They got two goals, courtesy of Ayose Perez and Dimarai Gray. Okay, now, well, Ayo, Leicester, do you think, okay, do you think they can make it this top four? To be honest, I do not think so. I think they, if they manage to get results against Tottenham, then they might just fancy themselves against United. But if they lose against Tottenham or if they draw, then I don't really think there might be anything left for to play at the weekend if United gets a win against who, who, who um West Ham because uh, yeah. if they guess they win against West Ham then they might not really have anything to play for when when uh, United travel to the King Power. Okay. Well I um if Leicester are kicked out of the Champions League places and they go to Europa, what do you see for next season for them? Do you see Bernardo just turning them into strong Premier League contenders in coming years. Do you see him being there for a longer time or he goes to a, a bigger club with a bigger project? You see what's what next for the likes of the Jamie Vardy's, the Madisons, because Madison has been linked with Man United all season long. The likes of Ben Chiwell have been linked with Chelsea all season long. Carglass on YouTube and the likes, they have been tipped to move to bigger clubs. Do you think Leicester can build on this and become okay we saw them win the title in 15-16 you see them building on this and becoming serious a big club let me put it that way a big club with a big structure in coming years we can't we can't really be quick to call we have seen sites like Southampton gather a number of talented players and sell them in the end the likes of Ajax they get their players the Frankie the Youngs 
the Akins Yates and the Tagliaficos and they end up selling them to bigger clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man City and the likes. Do you think this is the beginning of a new Don Alesta? I think regardless of whether or not, obviously they are going to they are going to get an Europa League spot. So regardless of whether or not they 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 make it to the Champions League, it's going to be a very good season for them. No one really expected them at the at the uh, beginning of the season to make the top four, and it's 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 looking like it's been a very productive 18 months for Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, they could have had they could have had they could have been more comfortable by now, but maybe their results didn't go their way. But if I, I, I don't really see Brendan Rodgers staying there long term because I don't really see him winning titles with West Ham. But uh, sorry, Leicester. But I think he's, he's, he has done a good job. Their recruitment has been been okay. They signed um, Madison, Madison from Norwich. They signed they, are, they brought players like Javi Banstu, the Ayose Perez. Um, team, if you look at teams like they, like West Ham, they didn't really get their recruitment right. This um, transfer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The likes of Pablo Fornals, Pablo um, uh, Sebastian Halle, and they didn't really they didn't really hit the ground running for their team. But if you look at Leicester, they've done a lot better than we we expected them to do at the beginning of the season. So it, it hasn't been a bad season for them. They just need to build on what they've achieved this season and go again next season. Okay, so Relayo, if you are Brendan Rogers, will you be thinking to leave Leicester come the end of the season? He, I, I don't, I don't think he has a lot of better places to go to. So he, he might just want to, to sit down, and maybe look at what they've, what they've done and how they can be, better what they've done and try and keep their best players because we've been hearing rumors of uh, things, things coming for their, their players like Chilwell, like Indidi and the likes. So they should just try and keep their best players and try and see what they can do, make some signings and go again next season. Okay, that's very good. We hope they don't end up selling their whole team because they lost Harry Maguire to Mayu. Ben Chiwell is on the verge of leaving, according to reports. Rumors won't go away, definitely. So now, Relayo, Chelsea. It was a narrow win for them against Norwich, and it was courtesy of Olivier Giroud. Since the restart, Olivier Giroud has gotten six goals out of his last start, eight starts and he's been banking goals for Chelsea. This is coming for a player who nearly left in January and since then Frank has been praising his professionalism saying he, he always puts up with a good attitude even when he doesn't pick him to play. Now Relayo, shockingly Chelsea have scored 49 goals this season. Sorry, pardon me. They have conceded 49 goals this season. Are, are you sure it's not up to 50? I think it's up to 50 now. It's, it's 49. Okay. For, they kept a clean sheet against Norwich. Okay. 49 goals this season. They are, the, they are the team to concede most in the top half of the table. And believing it, as bad as funny as it sounds or it looks, Arsenal's defence that seems worse. Arsenal has considered 45 compared to Chelsea's 49. All season long, Pondit have been pointing at Chelsea's defence. They lost Gary Cahill and they lost David Luiz. So now, um, APS, um, Frank Lampard mostly plays Antonio Rudiger, Christensen, Tomori, or Zuma. He has been shuffling them all season long. Well, I, this Chelsea team, you see them finishing in the top four. And if they do, going forward, what do you think this team have? They have been linked with Kayavat. They've gotten in Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech. There are rumors that Oblak will join them shortly. Well, apart from the fact that they finish in the top four, they do this season. 
what do you think Chelsea fans can expect from this team going forward? So I, I, I think Chelsea will make the top four because they, they got they got a very good result for themselves at the weekend. I was expecting them to breeze past Norwich and maybe go with two or three goals. But it was a tight one for them, but at least they got they got their three points. Chelsea doesn't really have a stable defense. <clears throat> and I think that's that's it has cost them a lot this season. They don't have that commanding center back that bosses the defense for them, that that makes everything tick from the from the from the back for them. Maybe they they, they, they have been rumors they are going in for a setup back. I don't know. I don't fancy the rumor about or black. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just sign Kepa for for over 70 million and you had, you had, you had the next how many how many months later you had, you had talking about signing and that well, one of the best maybe the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment for and it's not going to cost you anything less than 70 million so i don't i don't think that's that's true they've made other signings in the up end of, uh, of the of the pitch and i think their their forward recruitment has been good but they need let's say less a center a center back a left back and maybe maybe a midfielder and eight for them to to just make everything tick from the middle and maybe next season they might they might be the ones to push the likes of City and Liverpool. Okay, well said, Ronaldo. Then now looking at Man United, this season has been like a miracle for them. Bruno Fernandez, what a player! What a player! Well, why, why would you drop it We've done well. You can't, you can't, be, what do you mean? This, the, the, are, you, are you comparing what we've done to what uh, Leicester did in 2016? Why would you drop this a miracle? No, 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 pardon me. Like, I'm like, before Bruno Fernandez stepped into the shores of Man United, I've never seen Man United this confident. Really? Like, yeah, the, the, the the kind of confidence that comes with Bruno's presence on the field, even on Bruno Fernandez's bad days. Okay, I watched the match against Crystal Palace yesterday. Bruno Fernandez, in all honesty, had a poor for staff. He was looking fatigued, but he even managed to scramble and assist out. Like, even on his bad days, he pulls up something out of the heart. That's why he dubbed the Portuguese mag- magnish. Um, Magnifico rather. Yes. The he's been he's been so good for Man United as an and the atmosphere in the camp has been lifted up. You see people getting to smile. In fact, on social media I see jokes whereby Dean Joseph Daniel they were all laughing and no. Yeah. I mean they were all they were all at loggerheads, but now that Bruno stepped in, all of a sudden it's it seems so good at Man United. Now with this quad man you has, you see them competing for the Premier League next season? I think we, we, after we signed Bruno, we've been in a better position than we were earlier. And I think if we signed Bruno six months earlier, we would, we would, we would have a, a Champions League uh, place secured by now. We wouldn't have to be have to be waiting to, to the wire now. We would have had our place secured by now if we signed him earlier. Bruno has been the catalyst for everything we've done in the second half of the season. He, he, he just, on his bad days, he manages to get maybe an assist or a goal from nowhere. You just see Bruno, Bruno has given this back. He just, he, he, he takes his risk and his risk he always brings him rewards. He's been, he, we've just seen our players, players that have been there for years. They're looking like new signings now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they, they, they have everything now they, they've been they've been giving more freedom to play how they know how to play not like when Murillo was there and liberty imagine Murillo, Murillo, there was a time Murillo said Marcos Rashford and um, Anthony Marcel can't play in the same team and look at them now <laughs> even the, even the best in the world gets it wrong sometimes just look at them now and I think going forward maybe next season we they they won't be really looking at um winning the league but they'll have a champions league uh, place at the back of their mind they will want to push uh, liverpool and uh, city to an extent even if they don't they they don't uh, they don't push them to the end of the season but they will want to be in and around the title race for a reasonable uh, time and um they want to go far in the cups they they, they, if they do get a Champions League place, they want to make it to the knockout stages. So things like that, those will be their their, their uh, targets for next season. And this season, they still have the cups. They play um, Chelsea this weekend. If I do expect them to beat Chelsea for the fourth time this season, <laughs> all the best. <laughs> and this season, and the, the thing, the other teams in the European uh, Europa League are not are not really in good form. Um, maybe Sevilla is okay and Sevilla and Roma, the big teams are going to play themselves. So we have an easy draw kind of in the in the uh, Europa League. So we'll just see That's how... the possibility you meet Wolves. Yeah, we'll just see how everything pans out. Okay. Um quickly still on my United. I'm a big admirer of Anthony Martial and in all honesty, since I've been watching English football, since Martial joined, I've not seen him in this much confidence. Do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's experience as a striker has an effect on Martial's game because he's been tra- <laughs> like he and Ra- uh, Marcus Rashford both on 17 Premier League goals for Man United this season and the combination with Mason Greenwood like the forward line is I've never seen them this high on confidence do you think that's largely due to the influence of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Obviously he has had a lot to do with it because th- those players are, are, they are they are not new players they've been there for years other managers have come in they haven't really really done done what they could what we the, the potential has always been there for Anthony Martial to go on and be a world-class player but we, 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 he hasn't really done it but now he's starting to show signs he was dubbed the next year in Henry in, in uh, when 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 he first came to United but now he's starting to show show why people said those things about him and he started, started the form is showing now is not it's not just it's not just a purple patch is a result of hard work he has been putting in in training and what Ole is trying to do with the players. Okay, okay, okay. Well, now, sixth position, Wolves are there, seventh, Sports, eighth, Sheffield. Well, I, at, at Sports, Mario, okay, you want to say something? Mm, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just thinking, the, there's just one more Europa League spot up for grabs. The, this yeah, yeah. has been lifted. Obviously, United is not going to finish below fifth place. Leicester are not going to finish below fifth place either. So I just think there's just one more uh, place for the Champions League up for grabs. I'm sorry for the Europa League up for grabs. And I, think, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Wolves played um, Chelsea on the last day of the season. Sheffield have been dropping points. Tottenham, I might fancy Tottenham. I don't know. You don't know with Jose Mourinho the kind of football they're they're very inconsistent at the moment. So we might just have to wait and see what happens on the last day. Then, um, I, I've forgotten, I think Messi, you know, I've forgotten the pundit that made the comments who said um, Harry Kane is going to be a poor striker under Jose Mourinho. Yeah, it was, Do you agree with 
Nets. Do you agree? I I don't if if if, if it, it doesn't make sense to me. You could see that he really provoked Jose Mourinho because he came with his yeah 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 and he came with stats. Although the stats were not right of his strikers and they played really well. As long as the system is working, we are surely his uh, Jose Mourinho is surely going to get goals from his strikers. We saw when he came in the first part of the when Jose first arrived, we saw Ali started getting goals back. We saw uh, Kane scoring goals. So, so you can't his, his goals are not going to drop as long as the team is playing well. Hurricane is going to get goals. Okay, so very quickly, as now defeated Liverpool 2 1, courtesy of goals from Riz Nelson and Lacada. We could say we could have said those were gifts to them by funnily. I never expected that I was ever going to say this, but you can Dyke and Alison Becker. It was a horror showing from them. Now, do we credit Ateta's influence on us now? Like how much longer as now is it going to take us now to be back among England's elite. Like basically, while growing up as a kid, I used to see Arsenal going for Champions League consistently with the likes of Danielson, Sex Fabigas, Aluminia, Sanya, Clichy, and the likes Van Persie. But now, Arsenal far drift of how I used to know them to be as a kid. Do you see them among Europe, Europe's elite, or even in England? The next couple of years, let's say four or five seasons. To be honest, I do, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think so. If you watched the um, the post-match interview of Ateta, that was one of the one of the most honest post-match interviews that a manager has given in a long time. He was asked if he he is um, um, he, he knows if he has the club's backing. He said he is, uh, when it comes to transfer funds, he said he doesn't know. He was asked wow. where um, where he sees. He was he was very honest with everything. Um, to, to me, I believed everything he said. The Arsenal, Arsenal haven't played Champions League football in how many years now? Maybe four years, five years. Arsenal have, I, I said in podcast, uh, the first episode of the podcast, Arsenal have um, players on Champions League wages, and even now they are not even going to make the Europa League. It's very, it's very. So I don't even I, only only if they win it, which is very unlikely. I don't see them beating City. But you see, Ateta is doing doing things with them that you see their goals against Liverpool were not were not. You can't say it was luck. They had they, since the restart they've had like like three goals similar to that. Is the yeah. system he wants them to play? He wants them to press up high the pitch. He wants them to things like that. Is 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 um Lacazette is getting goals now. We've we started seeing shadows of what we we this, the Lacazette we knew. And maybe if he's given a, uh, the correct backing, we might see Arsenal compete for the top four next season. No, no, uh, yeah, maybe the top four next season. But I don't really expect them to do to do that much with the, the current players they have. Okay, so said. Well, I, you guys can quote him anyway. Huh? Now, um, the bottom. Let's quickly go to the relegation places. Now, which are relegated, well confirmed. They have been poor almost all season. Only a few standard players like Buendia, Buki, and of course Cantwell. Well, Aston Villa <laughs> they are still trying to stay in there, though. It was a disappointing result for them against Everton. They thought they had the game, but Everton equalized Cotier Walcott in the seventh minute. Bournemouth are in 18th place, just behind Watford. 
Watford lost to West Ham 3-1 today and West Ham are at least 37 points now level on points with I think I think they are now this point should be enough for them I think they are safe okay so is, that means you are insinuating Watford Bournemouth and Sevilla have it all to play for in yeah, the last two matches play for. and West Ham West Ham, West Ham plays United next they they, if they they might be looking to maybe try and at least get a draw Watford, I don't know who they play next, but they, they have a lot to do because they're still in the uh, um, relegation zone. Or are they out now? They're still there. They're, still, they're, out, they're out just by three points above Bournemouth. Bournemouth. And as- I don't... Bournemouth, as they, they, in the last game against City, I thought maybe it was 2-0 in the first half. I thought maybe in the second half, and Pep made changes at, at halftime. You were, if you were watching that game, you would have thought maybe... They will make the um the, the the game maybe they will win with like five goals and Bomo played really well towards the end. You would have you would have even thought that they were going to get an equalizer against against City. With their current form, you might fancy them to maybe I don't know who they are playing in their last two games, but then if they are their favorable fixtures, you might you might see them getting points off those teams. I don't know who Villa, I, I don't I don't fancy Villa to stay up. They made signings at the beginning of the season you would have thought they had the intention to stay up but it didn't really work out for them so maybe if they just and and they just have to go to the the maybe if they go down they have to go go down realize and try and come back almost immediately if it doesn't doesn't work the first season they might have to try and come back within two years or so if they don't lose their belt. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Now, very quickly, very, very, as in very quickly in a minute, um, I'll read out this comment stats to you and also you predict who you think will finish with the golden boots. And of course, you predict who probably will end up with the, as the best player in the Premier League by PFA votes. Are you with me? So, Jamie Vardy has 23 goals after playing 33 times for Leicester. Danny Ings, surprisingly, without penalties, has 20 goals after 36 appearances. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has 20 goals in 34 appearances, Salah 19 goals, then the likes of Manny, Rashford, Martial, Sterling and Jimenez on 17 goals. Well, who do you see finishing with the Golden Boots? I, to- I, told you, I told you in the first episode of the podcast that I fancied Vardy. Yeah, yeah, you said so. Even though he was not scoring there. Things didn't really really go their way. He should have, maybe if they were playing well and they were, they were win- winning their games, maybe he would have got more goals by now. But I still fancy Vardy to... to um, get golden boots. Although in the, in, um, in the last two seasons it was decided on the last day. Maybe um, I think the one before that Salah's first season was decided on the first day between here and Hurricane. I think this one, the um, last season, was decided on the on the last day. Um, um, I think was it who who got 22 goals that day? Into money money brisk put him on 20. Yes, Mayang, Mani and Salah. So they had to share the golden boots. So we just have to see what happens by fancy value. Okay. So who do you think so far the standard player of the Premier League? For me, Kevin yes. But if you can judge based on the second part of the season. Is Bruno Fernandez. I agree. I agree with you definitely, definitely. That will actually Bruno Fernandez, definitely. So now, straight to La Liga. We're already now our champions. Hala Madrid. <laughs> the white half of, of the city. To Barcelona's despair, they lost the title. And in Setien's 
press conference. It doesn't sound like someone that will still be in Barcelona for a very long time. You know, now in football, the way football has been set up, any little defeat or maybe your fortune, the, the coaches get blamed and in the end they get sacked. Now, I don't know if you saw this. Lionel Messi scored a perfect free kick yesterday yeah. against us. Yeah. Though they lost two, two goals to one. And the way Messi reacted, he scored the equalizer. The way he reacted, it was. It was like pure frustration. There was a person that Barcelona are wasting the Messi's not getting any younger. Messi is 33, and I don't think uh, Messi can do what Ronaldo is going to do to to maybe probably 38. Messi, yeah, they're yeah. wasting they're wasting his final years of football in football, and I don't I don't I don't know what the plans they have for the future. They are they are selling selling their their. Um, one of their young, although he hasn't really been playing very well of recent, he sold um, Ota to to Juventus. Mm-hmm. The whole deal doesn't make any sense. I don't even know. I don't understand their plans for the future. I don't know what 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 was their transfer strategy. We just have to to wait and see. And I don't. I, Madrid's team isn't. They haven't really. They, they, although they were just um, they were just consistent. It was consistency that won them this. Uh, um, La Liga this this year, it wasn't. It was, they didn't really play good football. Barcelona teams and Real Madrid teams that we know score a lot of goals. They they haven't. They, the both of them were were finding it hard to get goals. We just it was it was an average season from the two of them, but Madrid just just got it with consistency. Okay, so I took a quick look at Barcelona squad. Comparing it to Madrid's squad, according to Transfer Market, the German outlet, yeah, the current squad value of the Real Madrid team is now 142 million euros and it's way above Barcelona's own. Barcelona's own is rated at 885 million euros. Now, Messi has said something. He said something in, after the match against Osasuna yesterday. He was so honest. <laughs> in fact, like outside the time he retired from international football, I've not seen Messi this angry before. He made a statement that if they play this way against Napoli, they are going to lose. I, like that was... I, I really, I, I'm, I'm going into that game. I won't be surprised if Baka lose to Napoli. I won't be surprised. Okay, now Messi made this statement. It's clear that the little wizard is frustrated, definitely. This ever since Neymar left, Barcelona has struggled and they have wasted funds. Osman Dembele has not worked out. Phil Coutinho, they are looking for what to do with him. And Antoine Griezmann has not even settled in new camp. And combined the three of them is over 300 million. This thing, this thing on every hold from Premier League clubs are desperately looking for it. If Arsenal gets 300 million to build, and now with what Baka has, the likes of Ricky Puj and um, what's the name of this young lad again, Hans Fati, they are the ones that have turned up for Barcelona. Do you think what, what exactly is wrong with Baka? They, they, they have they have accumulated over eight players that have been playing for so many years, likes of PK, Busquets, Jordi Alba, and these players are not even getting young. This this squad looks for the first time in so many years. This squad looks too too how like it's too too soft to even complete compete for a Champions League crown. I don't. Uh, firstly, their transfer strategy has been bad. They brought in players. You brought in players that were that were that were world class players when they were playing for their other. Although you can't see, Dembele was still was still developing, but but he he's um, the the things have been in the media that maybe it's because of because 
Dembele is an explosive player. He plays with pace. And they were like, um, at, at Barcelona in training, you don't have, you don't run a lot. So that's why he's been having injuries that he, he hasn't had chance to train in a way that, that suits his game. With Coutinho, I don't really know what happened with Coutinho. He's, he, he, he's gone to Barcelona. He didn't play well. He's gone to Bayern. He didn't play well. With Griezmann, I understand Griezmann's case. He, he, he plays the same um, position with, with Messi. So I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. see how Griezmann really fits into that team. But I don't know why, why, why he was signed in the first place. So I don't understand the rationale behind the whole team. We just have to, to wait and see what their transfer strategy is. The kinds of uh, players they can bring in the, the the development of their long players coming through. We have Ansumat Fati and Ricky Puig. We are, we are, um, we'll see what happens with those guys. And they just, I don't really know. I don't think they have the money because the reason behind the Pjanic and um, auto transfer was money. They need money. They have yeah. money together. To I don't see them signing Neymar. They can't afford Neymar. I don't know what, how or who they want to sign. I don't know how they want to do it, but we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, so kudos to Real Madrid. They won their 34th La Liga crown. So, in La Liga this season, who has been your standout player? Like, okay, the best player in La Liga? I think, um, obviously, Messi has, has has had a very good season, but I, I, I think Benzema also has had a very good season. He he, he, what he for, after playing in Ronaldo's shadows for years, he proved it last season that he's a very good goal scorer. He's shown again this season. I think possibly he might even maybe um, if he gets maybe two or three goals on the final day of the season, he might, he might just uh, pick Messi to the Pichichi or what they call their their yeah. their, their, their golden shoe. So Benzema has done really well, Messi, but. You just have to because Benzema efforts, his efforts won them the league. Messi's, Messi's, uh, everything Messi has done has just been in vain this season. But I'll say Messi and Benzema have been really good. Okay, so now it's going to be a tough decision finding out who's going to win the Ballon d'Or because mostly for so long now out the Ballon d'Or coming from Spain. Messi is out of it, you know. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out of it. I, I, I thought so too. Trophies, so you, you have to win something. You can't just just have a very good individual season and expect to to go into to um, the Ballon d'Or um, rankings and expect to win. You, you you have to have a good season with your team or your country and and win something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's of the truth of the truth. So now, um, quickly to the Syria A. We don't have much time again, but definitely we have to discuss this because the Ronaldo fans will come for chopping my head. Now, um, this is how it stands now. UV are on 77 points. So far in Serie A, there are still lots of games to go. Five more games for each team. UV are on 77 points. Inter, 71. Atalanta, 70 points. Lazio, 69. The table has been crazy of late. Apart from UV, there is no other team that has had a consistent spot. In fact, I thought Inter were out of the run. Okay, consistent spots. Okay. Aside Inter, I didn't, I didn't, aside Juve, I didn't see anything like, okay, possibly challenging them again. Because Inter lost some matches and Conte was frustrated. Atalanta began to come from nowhere. Last year, I thought they were serious challengers to Juve, dropped to 69 points. Now, as the table stands, as I said, Juve on 77, Inter 71, Atalanta 70, Lazio 69. Five more games to go. Who do you fancy winning this? Obviously, yeah, the Juventus is going to win the league. 
but they have to do more. You, you just look at that. How how the the, the, the last game against Sassuolo, you were winning two zero, and you let Sassuolo imitable team come 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 back against you to to do um to to score three goals against you. Then you had to um fight for a point at the end of the game. That's not what they should be doing. <laughs> Same thing happened against <clears throat> against AC Milan. Um, a week ago, you got you got two goals ahead in the second half. You lost the two goal lead and conceded two more. That's that's very poor from them. The whole thing, the whole, they, I don't I don't understand what's going on with their with their team. The Sari is looking clueless at the moment. <coughs> Everything is not just they 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 win. The consistency is not there. The performances are not there. They are at least trying to get results, but they are not playing the way they, we expect them to play. And they might they might even end up losing um the the return level of their match against Leon in Champions League. They keep playing like this. It is very possible. We won't be learning now. So quickly to so the top goal scorer stats: Ciro Immobile of Lazio on 29 goals, Cristiano Ronaldo of UV on 20 goals, Romelu Lukaku of Inter on 20 goals. <laughs> Weird question, but who do you fancy winning the gold? I'll fancy, I'll fancy Ronaldo. With the way Lazio is starting to look shaky, everything is starting to 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 go south for them. They are not really playing well at the moment. Although Immobile was getting goals like a week or two weeks ago, but now he's not really. And I think he's injured now or something. I'm not sure. He wasn't wasn't in their last last match. He didn't play for their for for them in the last match. I'll I'll, I'll I'll fancy Ronaldo. You probably get a few more penalties, and you. you <laughs> but, no, I'm not. No, I don't. Uh, they, they are, <laughs> Ronaldo fans, you're hearing him. I mean, Ronaldo fan, you, you can't say that. But uh, uh, the penalties, you get some penalties, and you get some goals for themselves. Okay, definitely. So, um, on that note, we're ending this fourth episode. It's been really great to have Rolayo here on the show. Rolayo, thank you so, so much for honoring the invitation. And of, of course, football fans, football fans who love football, we love you, definitely. So, guys, after listening to this, just do well to stream and to share. Thank you very much. Episode 5 next week. God bless you.